On this podcast, two young travelers, Alex Dethrow and Jesse Lanier, will be going on a journey to find the greatest cinematic treasures. Each week, they spin the wheel of fate and allow destiny to decide whether the next few hours will be filled with genius and wonder or boredom and mediocrity. Our heroes hope to unbury hidden gems and share their discoveries with the world through humble conversations and maybe, if they're lucky, better themselves along the way. So welcome, one and all, to The Movie Quest. Welcome back to the movie quest. Quest. <laughs> quest, 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 quest. Uh, <laughs> this is episode, I think like six. Six, yes. Okay, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, who cares? It's definitely six. And uh, last week, we talked about Michael Mann's 1981 Thief. Mm-hmm. So check that out. That was Jesse's pick. Uh, mm-hmm. Check out the movie. Check out our discussion afterwards. Good discussion. Uh, cool movie. Uh, and then this this week, uh, I was like, "Spin the wheel," and we got a doozy for you, folks. We got the oldest, <laughs> the oldest movie that we talked about on this podcast. Uh, Probably by like forty years. Uh, yeah, yeah. By 40 the oldest years. was what? Thief? Uh, nineteen. Yeah, thief. Nineteen eighty one. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is. When did this come out? Forty four. Forty forty four. So yeah. What is the last on that? So I could do I will do the years math. old. That's <laughs> yeah. years. We're talking about an eighty year old movie today. Yeah, that's pretty cool. 80. That's really cool actually. That's older yeah. than my grandma. Um very old film. But this is a film that is a class a classic movie. Yeah, um, one of the Uber classics. Uber classic is called Double Indemnity. Now if you guys are, if you're listening to this and you look at film school, uh, I'm sure you've heard of this film. Mm-hmm. Um, Through the grapevine. Or maybe not. Because weirdly, the one, the reason that this was on my list is for some reason, I never watched this movie mm-hmm. in film school. I only knew about it. We only, like, talked about it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was mm-hmm. never told to watch it. I should have watched it on my own time. But, um, so it was weird. This is like a kind of a gap of like these classic movies that I, old, old classic movies that I've always wanted to see that like mm-hmm. I've never, there's a lot of those. A lot of those when I watch this are like old films, a lot like, you know, direct, directed by John Ford, Billy Wilder, who we're going to talk about. Yeah, then, yeah. Um, I'm in the fucking, same fucking boat. Yeah. Uh, Preston Sturges, you know, like Sullivan Travels and like shit like that. There's a lot of like, Classic movies that I would like to see just because I love film history and I love to see like where we came from also. Like I think there's a lot of um you know, um a, vo- a lot of people, especially our age, kind of avoid wait a minute. It's black and white. Boring. I don't wanna watch this. <laughs> Too slow. <laughs> and, they talk weird. And for for you know, I understand that to some extent, but I also don't, because some of these films have some of the greatest stories ever put to film. And um, it is, for me, uh, for 
for me, and you, that long cinema and long, mm-hmm. I long history, and I long cinema history, I long, like, you know, almost like, you know, seeing influences and, like, how, you know, things have evolved. It's really fun for me to watch old films. It's, yeah, you're putting putting the puzzle yeah. together, seeing the big picture yeah. of how where it all came from, how it make, makes more sense of what's going on now. And also, meaningful. if you're one of those people that don't like, you know, to watch films maybe pre-1960, another really interesting thing about this, like, pre-1969 was the code, you know, the production oh, yeah. code, which, you know, was ultimately a great code. thing, the Hayes Code, when, when the Hayes Code was lifted, we got the 70s, which was, like, fucking insane. That's when we got some of the craziest, violent, sex, fucking insane, horny. Yeah, people went, went people bonkers. People were horny, and they just fucking <laughs> put it on screen, you know? And that was in the 70s, and then the 80s got, like, super sanitized, and then the 90s, and it's all cycles, man. It's all cycles. Yeah, but, it's what happens. Um, but... It's interesting to see films that were under the Hayes Code for, for a lot of, for many reasons, because there were so many restrictions for films yeah. back then. There's barely any cussing. There's no violence. There's no, you know, um, to get, like, a film like Psycho, for example, had to go through so many hoops just to get made. You know, right. somebody watching Psycho today would be like, this is the coolest horror movie I've ever seen in my life. Right, like Back yeah. then, it was a fucking big deal, like, just seeing a toilet flush with blood, like, insinuate, you know, like, we didn't see blood, it was black and white, we didn't know it was blood, but just to insinuate that blood going out of drain, it was a huge deal. Too like, disturbing. Big deal. Because like, the, it's, it's it's not just the, the Hayes Code was really interesting because it was not just, um, you know, sort of like these soft limitations that we still have now, you know, like totally, societal yeah. things yeah, that are like not considered not appropriate. To the NPAA, you know? Yeah, but yeah. even stuff like that is sort of more kind of floaty, amorphous, yeah. not quite right. specific. The Hayes Code was like, these are rules that you have to right. stick by All and you cannot is. break them ever, yeah. ever, and ever. And also, independent film was not existent. That never, that wasn't a Thing, yeah, you know? right, true, yeah. Um, so until the 60s, you know, with like things like Easy Rider and then the 70s, with like, you know, people, when cameras film became more affordable, you know, and these people could just like do whatever they want, and that's the birth of the independent cinema. But before yeah. that, you know, uh, it was harder to get things made. And most films were made by major corporations so it mm-hmm. makes sense that a lot of these things were easily controlled under something like the Hayes Code which in this in this situation the Hayes Code was the ruling of literally one dude you know who made this decision one guy this one <laughs> dude which is crazy and yeah. thank god it's not like that anymore you know we have our own problems now with the MPAA you know yeah. uh, the MPAA yeah. uh, if you want to if you're interested in that there's a great documentary called this film's not yet rated fantastic very, film very cool really awesome informative uh documentary about uh, the mpaa and about um the fuck up and like kind of deep-rooted problems that are going on in, in, in that kind of organization because at the end of the day it is a board of really old mostly white religious people, you know, that um, can ruin a film's reputation or box office hopes or anything, you know. Um, so, very fascinating. I don't know what it's like now that film was made like 20 years ago, that documentary. Yeah. So, I don't know what the MPA is like now, but um, I'm guessing it's probably similar. <laughs> but 
Um, yeah, it's 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 hard because it's not a very uh, uh, transparent organization. No. It's not very no. transparent about how the no. organization, and that's still true, even though hopefully it's better than what it was. It's also interesting too because on the internet age, it's so much different because like if you have an X-rated film, like you kind of put you put out a line, you know, yeah. like it's not so um, resonant. It's still resonant and like you know studios and theaters and shit like that, but it's pretty interesting. Anyway. But like the gatekeeper, gatekeepers aren't able to like prevent right. things from existing right, 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 right. now. You know, they just they just limit them from you know their distribution yeah, abilities. Exactly. Hold on, I scrolled like two. a talented man. I do, I do, I do. <laughs> but yeah, so these pre-code films are really interesting. Um, mm -hmm. that I, I like to watch. Um, and Gogol Gogol also is really important too because this is kind of the, I, I, I was going a little more research, but in the noir genre, which is a genre that is beloved, you know, there are tons and tons of films in the noir genre. Um, and a lot we of ways, discussed we discussed it a little bit on our oh, Thief, because Thief, yeah, Thief is right, a yeah. neo-noir, yeah, yeah, so we yeah, kind of sure. dabbled in it a little bit. For sure. And in a lot of ways, like, many publications, many people, critics over the, over the course of 80 years have kind of dug Gungle Gungle as... Um, a, a very important noir film. A, a and, of, and potentially you know, one of the first ones, like a prototype right, right, kind right, of right. film noir film. Right. And so, again, that's really interesting. You know, I love that genre. It's a great genre. And uh, this is, is, I really want to watch it. And this is directed by Billy Wilder. So mm -hmm. Billy Wilder is one of the, uh, and a lot of people, a lot of, you know, uh, again, Publications for over years and years and years. He's one of the greatest um, American filmmakers um, ever. You know, Sunset Boulevard, Ace of the Hole, The Apartment. These are all um, classic, classic, classic movies. It inspired mm -hmm. some of your favorite filmmakers today, like Mark Scorsese, Steven Spielberg, all these guys. And, and it's really it's important. For me, personally, to see some of the, like these old masters, especially like someone like Billy Wilder or John Gordon or David Lean, very interesting to see these because of how, like, you know, how good they were at filmmaking and how it's evolved into like you know the filmmakers that I you know grew up loving, you know, like you know, and so it's really interesting to see that you know just like how. People made movies back then. Oh yeah. And, uh, this, oh yeah. I was uh, and, you know, again because this is an eighty-year-old film. The forties was eighty years ago. <laughs> some of these movies are not gonna hit. You know mm -hmm. the way that uh, a modern film. And I'm also twenty-five years old, so uh, it's um, we're exposed to so many different things. And you know, I, I saw you before. I just saw. I saw Bones Afraid last night, which is like one of the craziest, like, like unhinged ways of telling a story I've ever seen. Yeah. So to see that and then go back here, you really just like think about, wow. Like, I mean, the way that filmmakers have evolved into telling stories is just so dramatic. In, in this what a trajectory. Period, you know? And, uh, so, but like again, like some of these folks were not gonna hit. Like, I'm, you know, film school, you see like 
Thanks for the swing thing. I thought that was boring as fuck. Yeah. And then you get someone you're like, wow, I was actually, I really enjoyed that. This movie is awesome. This movie yeah. rips. This movie is fucking cool as hell. Really well written. Like, it's really well written. Really tightly directed. Like, yeah. something where I kind of was kind of blown away by the camera moves that were happening in this. And also, like, you know, it's not Kubrick, you know? But yeah. it's, uh, very, there's a lot of coverage in this movie, and, and kind of in the 40s, you know, you know, coverage like that, and, and um, you know, you were much far limited, you know, with, like, the ways that you could move the camera and the sex, you know, it was just, like, such a different time of making movies, and I was so impressed by how well the staging the camera moves the lighting how all of that still works to this day it's still yeah. pretty effective and it makes sense that this is like still you know afi released the top 100 movies of you know all time like last year and this is still you know it's interesting to see that particular list because it's like i think they change it every five years or something like that and uh, it's interesting to see how it changes too, but that film, this film, Double Double, is still in the top 20, you know, and by, you know, because AFI, they take all of the filmmakers that are graduated from AFI and they have to make their lists and stuff. Yeah. And that's how. So it's really interesting to see how this film is still being influenced. Yeah, included. Yeah. And still uh, being talked about to this day. And it was just added to the Criterion Collection, so. I'm sure a bunch of younger people are seeing this movie too. Which is very cool. Yeah, and, um, that's super cool. It rips. This movie fucking rips. And it's really, really well written and surprisingly really dark also. That was something that I was reading too is when this movie came out. There, you know, it was critically acclaimed. Like, people really liked it. But there were a certain amount of critics that thought it was repulsive. Very, very uh, mean-spirited. Which is fucking hilarious to think about. Um, yeah right, right? yeah um because <laughs> this is like i mean it's dark there's some dark things that happen it's about murder and you know uh deceit you know and like you know it's it's a, it's a noir so it's about like these dark subjects right uh violent you know there's some violence in this movie but it's uh, but it's like nothing. it feels so Fucking tame nothing. so tame yeah. Like, not even, like, if this movie came out, it'd be like PG 13, maybe. Because it's because I think, like, it's considered dark because of, like, what it, it elicits people to imagine, not what's actually right. on the screen. Yeah, exactly, you know? right. It's in the nature of the story, right? Yeah. Of, like, what the story's <laughs> about, right? Yeah. <laughs> Rather than, like, yeah, things that are, you actually see things, you know? Yeah. And I think Billy Wilder, like, what's really interesting to see, too, is, like, how some of these great filmmakers, like Billy Wilder, still were able because that's a that's a big restraint for a filmmaker you know that's enormous yeah really impressive about like hitchcock hitchcock is like extremely impressive in this way with like how he was making suspense films where he was not allowed to show violence and so like you know and he was making films about mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. you know dark things and murder and you know like all these crazy things and for some of those films and granted some of those hip hop films don't really work like that because they especially now you see like if hip hop existed now 
he will be yeah. making some fucking wild movies. Um, yeah. And really disturbing and dark movies. But because he was restrained in a way, um, those were, some of those films are more impressive to me in that way because they're like, wow, like the fact that Psycho is still kind of scary. Like, I still find that movie pretty, like, tense and pretty, like, suspense. And, like, him doing that just with these huge handcuffs is really impressive to, to watch, you know? Yeah, 100% agree. 100% agree. Uh, and double and I feel that same way about this movie. I, that's, you know? I feel like that's... And I was thinking about Hitchcock, uh, too, when you were ta- before you brought up yeah. Hitchcock. That was the first example that came to mind because of how just, like, the snappiness of Double Indemnity really reminds right. me of, like, the snappiness of, you know, Psycho, Shadow yeah, of a right. Doubt, shit like right. that. That's uh, just so... Um, really keeps you on the edge throughout the whole thing, even right. when it's sold and there's all those limitations. Right. Um, and I was definitely really surprised. Uh, I'd seen Dumbo and Devity before, and yeah. I liked it, but I didn't right. quite. It's been long enough where I didn't quite remember yeah, um, yeah, yeah. what I liked so much about it or what the story yeah. was about. And I definitely had the experience because for me, there was a certain degree of. Um, liking old films while I was in film school because they were important rather than like genuinely liking them. But there's definitely a phenomenon. Like I agree with you. It's like some of those old films are just not that appealing to me. They're just kind of fucking boring because they're, they're dated or they're just fucking boring. Um, But as soon as I started watching double indemnity, it was like the reminder that you were just talking about. It's like, shit, they fucking know how to write this shit. This is awesome. Like the script, it moves so fast. It was hyper efficient. And yeah, it just reminds you about because film noir was was really really big because and there's a there's a there's a there's a lot of film discussion about the Hayes Code actually promoting creativity with its right, limitations because right, 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 right. yeah. film noir was really birthed from those limitations you know exactly, the restrictions yeah. that right. we had around it like the whole style was yeah. based around how do we tell a story like this that's yeah. okay and we'll get <laughs> yeah. past this code Which and that's how film noir right? was born you know? yeah like, it's, yeah. And you hear that all the time with like limitate humans because humans get fucking overwhelmed. That's why the modern day is so stressful because we have all the options ever, you know, and that is cool to think about. But in practice, it makes you it just makes you kind of miserable because you're like, everything sucks. I can't get access. (laughs) Like it just it just it's it kind of it's it's really ironic because it just gets too overwhelming. Um, So like having those creative limits sometimes can really focus and make something emerge where out out of out of something that seems like it shouldn't emerge so double identity is i agree is so impressive to me because it's so like you know an inflation makes this less impressive or different but this movie was made for less than a million dollars almost a million dollars but less than a million and uh it made five million which is crazy but like a yeah. movie that was a big movie like this being made for less than a million dollars, which you can believe yeah, that. Right. Like a movie, if a movie like this was made for today, you can make it for less than a million, yeah. oh, probably. Yeah. Totally. Like a low budget, independent yeah. type of thing. But totally. like it feels, you know, huge. huge. It feels right, like right. a huge blockbuster. Right, right, right. Um, and I but love really the that about it. The only set piece of the movie is the train sequence, right? Yeah, it's like really the only kind of thing you can see. Like, oh yeah, that probably cost some money to do that, you know. <laughs> but everything else is like offices houses you know like in such small places you know yeah Yeah, sure there's some street stuff like and a limited locations too yeah Yeah. limited so all dialogue that's like something about like these old 
uh, things, and I, I kind of feel that like a lot of these classic screwball comedies, like Bring Up Baby and um, History of Friday, which are scripts, great. I love those movies. The scripts yeah. are so fucking good. Like they're yeah. so good. Like they're so snappy and funny. And I think there is this like as film kind of got evolved, they're ultimately not a little good thing, but there's became this like almost like looseness. But we were even talking about Thief where there's a real looseness to that movie, you know? And um which, you know, near nor there, but it's like these films like understood like just the pace to just how to like just capture an audience, like just like just keep the story going. You know, there, there's no like, you know, time really to um divert from the from the story everything had to be you know serve the story in some way yeah absolutely which you know it's interesting because now um when you get taught like how to write a script you're learning how to write a script that like you could yeah. look at double indemnity and that's the kind of script that you're going to learn how to write in film yeah. school which right. is good and bad right the good yeah. thing is is that double indemnity is dope that this yeah. movie is dope and if you could write something like this that's as dope as this then yeah. you probably have written something that's pretty dope the yeah. downside about this is that this movie is 80 years old <laughs> so right. it seems a little bit yeah right uh right. out of touch to just yeah. keep making things like this forever but right. there's there's a certain feeling where you watch that movie where it's like that script was perfect you know that's the yeah, feeling i totally. got it's like yeah. it's like shit that was efficient nothing was wasted that was perfect well it's also like what's crazy too is like some of these things you would think like you would think um you know because especially a film like this that has so much like deceit and kind of you know it hides things from you it, it doesn't, yeah there's twists you know and like something this old that would still be like, oh shit, you know, like, yeah. oh shit, that surprised me. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy because, yeah. like, how many films and how many stories I've seen, you know, and the fact that something like this old can still kind of grip me and like surprise me in a way is like, yeah, yeah right, that's just like good classic clean storytelling, you know, and um, this film just like has such a um, also, there's things in it that are, you know, dated. Yeah. Uh, so, if you're really susceptible to, like, uh, sorry, I don't know, <laughs> there's a fire truck just blaring his alarm driving by my apartment. <laughs> but, uh, if you're susceptible to, uh, you know, people saying some <laughs> racist shit or, uh, -huh. uh <laughs> Misogynist shit. Yeah. It's in the movie, uh, yeah. for sure. <laughs> this movie's uh, pretty fucking racist. It's true. Pretty racist. <laughs> but it's not like crazy, you know. It's not like it's not like so bad that like fucking like oh my god, I gotta turn off the movie. It's just you know lines where you're like, oh, I don't think yeah. you would say that now. My yeah. favorite, my favorite, and to the last shot, I could not believe. Uh, I had to remind myself, oh yeah, let's check out 80 years ago. It was like, there's a part where death, uh, or, uh, yeah, so Phyllis goes to his apartment or his yeah. house. <laughs> and she's like, oh, it's so clean in here. Like, 
Oh, oh dude, oh. I know exactly what you're like, talking about. Oh, yeah, color woman comes here every, every, every And cleans time. the apartment. It's like, yeah, I know. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like passing it comments really, in a conversation. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, you really are like, oh. Like, and it's like, it's like you a, have like these. It's like a piercing thing in your chest or something. And there's like these crazy shots like in the office where you have like this visual where you have the white people on the top floor <laughs> walking around and the black yeah. people are all on this service yeah. job like cleaning up this yeah. shit like they're yeah. down in hell while yeah. they're white yeah, overlords yeah, yeah. like look down <laughs> on them it's crazy uh, it's, it's awful it's, it's crazy awful. but you know it's not what the news about it's just you know part of uh, <laughs> what it was yeah. the world you, know, you can't but, ignore it you can't ignore it but yeah. uh it's it's uh yeah it's just, it's definitely a quality about these these old <laughs> movies that's kind of shocking <laughs> yeah, now yeah, yeah. uh and yeah, uh, sure. and and on the comment of misogyny, I wanted to bring up an example of another classic film that I watched because I feel like this film this might this might be uh, a hot opinion. I'm not sure, but uh, I feel like this film has aged better than something like Casablanca. Oh, for sure, yeah. I think this film has aged pretty well. Um, Casablanca, you're right. Casablanca rips, but it's definitely yeah, it's definitely. I would say that this is definitely probably better. The problem, the problem with Casablanca and some of the problems in this, the, the moments in this movie that don't work, yeah. is that like the romance in Casablanca is so central to the emotional pull right, right, of that right, story. Right, right. Yeah. And now nowadays, I don't see anybody getting yeah. wrapped up in that romance. Like it's a <laughs> sure, great yeah. story, it's yeah. a great film, but like that connection, like after having yeah, you know yeah, yeah. all of these crazy romance has evolved so much yeah. more than like uh, right. than what it is, and so and a lot of times. Times. in this movie too there's some hilarious turns where Neff is totally. just like yeah. it's just like I'm in love with you I and love they the, start I love and the they baby. press they press their faces together love, in that weird sensor way <laughs> yeah I want you baby I want you baby well, it's so I can't funny. stop thinking about you baby it kind of works in this movie though there's this weird it's like, definitely a vibe for because sure what I like about this movie is it's about two fucking scumbags yeah you know? <laughs> both these characters are assholes like, yeah they're, they're just dickheads and what the movie is about, you know, so kind of like, uh, you know, she's cheating on her husband. Like there is this, like, uh, I don't know. They just, they just get, they just get the hot for each other and can't, you know. Um, it's like this, uh, heat, it's like heatism, you know. There is this like yeah. this heatistic quality to this movie that I think at the time probably wasn't seen as that, you know. But now, like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like, because it's these two, like, kind of broken, like, piece of shit people that are driven to kill this guy by hedonism, right? Yeah. And money, you know? And, uh, yeah. I think that's what it makes it work, in a way. But, like, you're right, you don't really buy that they, like, love each other. Right, I kind of right. see it as like this hedonistic relationship where they just kind of they just kind of want to fuck. Which like is kind of a, now. I think that would be a little bit more apparent that they're you know what I mean like they're they're they get the thrill 
And you know, I think I think the point of the, that I, I, I agree with that because I feel like what really there's a lot of like lines and like literal decisions and pacing things where it's just like okay now he's just in love with her because it <laughs> yeah. has to happen. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. the thing is, is that like there's a subtext to it right. that goes deeper than sort of the superficiality of the lines right, and the right. and the super because of that sort of theme of hedonism that you're talking right. about. I really agree with that. Yeah. That kind of propels it forward, which is why right. Casablanca. I feel like feels yeah. more dated now because it totally. leans in to sort of some dative concept of what and love that is. That is more like a, that film, you know, is the pinnacle of like classical Hollywood, you know, filmmaking. And right. noir was very much like, you know, they didn't just say that noir is that they were dark. Like they would, they would take like this approach, right? Or yeah, it's were, kind of an underbelly kind of film. Right. Um, and so. Yeah, like, I love, like, like their relationship is cool, because it's so, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's I really like, liked it. It's fucked up, but you kind of, like, buy into it a little bit. And like, all, there's yeah. something about maybe their performances that, like, you just feel, like, I don't know, and, and they do such a good job, and what was cool, cool about this movie is that it kind of, you know, you start to like these people who are complete they're horrible phyllis is insane she's an yeah. insane woman and but you meet her <laughs> husband you're like this dude's a you know like like when you meet her husband in this movie you're like yeah he's a dickhead too you know and it's almost like the film kind of does this cool magic trick where it kind of tricks you into kind of going with you know uh is it harold Harold? Uh, Walter is the main Walter, character. Walter. Walter. Yeah. And Phyllis's, you know, whole scheme. To, to, you know, to, it's weird. Like, it's, you know, a lot of these great, you know, noirs or films that are about, you know, quote unquote, bad people, the way that they do magic tricks to make you fall in love with or uh, care about or you're engaged in these horrible things that they're doing right yeah. right and i feel like there's a there's also that element of escapism where totally, everyone has had absolutely. like those dark yeah. thoughts about totally. like what if i what is it like to kill yeah. someone or like what 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 if i yeah, what man. if i what happens if what you if like I rob if a I, bank? what if i rob a bank what if i have sex with my hot teacher you yeah. know shit like that what <laughs> happens so like you know when you have those thoughts you know and you have a movie like that yeah. that presents you totally. know it's like an imagining where people actually do it right. it's like and they're charismatic people which right. walter net like fred mcmurray and uh barbara stanwick is that her yes, name yes, her last yeah, name stanwick yeah, yeah, right. who like gave these great performances Amazing. where yeah. you're like you're like you 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 get Fire. like absorbed into them yeah. into their magnetism yeah. and so you get to go on this ride so it's really right. interesting because you're right they're not admirable heroes they're not no. good people from the beginning they're, of the movie they're pulling a scheme to kill a guy to get yeah insurance <laughs> yeah double indemnity which is you know if it's if it's you know doing an accident they, they get double the, the money you know double, the wife yeah. does the spouse does um, but yeah, and from the beginning, Nephim is admitting to a murder. So you have like right. a context of a guy who's already like, that. I'm a bad person, you know? I usually, you know, that could really not work, right? The, like the, the way that this was structured, I also love where he's telling the story of like, you know, you, you, the first shot is amazing of him going down the, on crutches and, and, you know, you see this acronym and he stumbles into the, to the, uh, 
to the insurance the building and yeah. the, the amazing uh, elevator guy. The elevator guy. Like, what are you doing? He's like, shut up. He's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going up. Leave me alone. And uh, he goes in and he starts recording. Uh, I don't know if he, is he on the phone. He's recording. On uh, a crazy fucking yeah, old school it's device. It's like, what he is this? Like a, he, puts like a, <laughs> he puts like a crazy, like, cylinder. Like a fucking, like, what the fuck? And he's which, like, it's, recording. So, which it's so funny because it's like, I kind of like, I was so with that because of my experience of watching like sci-fi technology. It's like, I don't know what yeah, this right, thing is, yeah. but he knows how to use it. it so I'm, be, I'm in it. It must be like a recorder. Like it yeah, I think like it's like a, a an old mobile phonograph recorder, which I've never. <laughs> seen yeah. some shit like that before yeah um, and so yeah so he sits down and like he's sweaty i'm sweaty yeah. as hell and you can see like a faint like some blood on his on his yeah. on his shoulder and you're already you know movies do this but it's it, it's kind of i would think it would be tiresome because so many clubs are like this idea of like i just want john wick you know what I mean? that, that that movie opens with you know him bloodied and fucking you know, sit like almost, you know, like opens at the end, basically. Right, right, and, right. Um, you know, sometimes you roll your eyes with that, but this idea of him, you know, confessing and we see this whole story play out, the, the, the trappings that you can fall into where since you already know the outcome, like that, you don't really know the outcome, but like, that's what's so smart about this movie is like, you see that he ends up in this disheveled place, but you don't know how he gets there. And yeah. the fear, the trappings you can fall into, like, with doing that is like, you can go too much, right? And then the, the, the tension and the, and, the, and the whole story as he's narrating, you're not as interested because you know, you're like, right. why am I still interested in this if I know the outcome of it? You know, and but he literally says, "I killed." You know from the beginning that he killed, that he helped kill this guy. Yeah, you know? which you would think wouldn't be like, okay, why would you tell that to me? You right ruined now? the suspense. Yeah, but, right. But that's not the suspense, right? The suspense is the is not going to and the suspense is like actually seeing it, them execute it. And it's so funny. Like I watched another classic film by a, a French filmmaker named Robert Passan called A Man Escaped. Mm-hmm. And it's about a guy prison breaking. And the movie's called A Man Escaped. And you, you're watching the movie like, oh my God, is he fucking, is he going to escape? Like, yes. The movie's <laughs> called A Man Escaped. But you That's what I this, said. Yeah, you get, you get the same feeling, right? Where you get the same feeling kind of in this where you're like, during the train scene, you're like, oh my God. Are you gonna do it? Yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna get away? You know they're gonna away. You yeah. Know. Yeah. But it's just a funny thing that the movie like is does this magic trick where you're still like invested in what's happening. Right, and it's kind of like the magic of why movies are still, you can rewatch movies no matter how many times you've seen them. Because like a good movie, it has the capacity to suck you in every time. I find that amazing. And and I love that about this film too. Because it's like, even though you know what the outcome is, it's like you have the twists of the story and there's like the, it adds suspense. You don't right. know, well, that's another thing. You don't know the whole picture. And then when it comes back to the end, 
holy hell, you have you have all this history. You know? Yeah, Very and, cool. and, and, and what's also cool, which is so masterful about this writing, is that not only does it all get wrapped up, but the way you see it just feels totally different than what you could have, like you were kind of yeah, picturing yeah, it yeah, or yeah, imagining absolutely. it. Yeah. It just it just all comes together and it's like, oh shit, that was, that was so crazy. Yeah. You know, how that all, yeah. what that turned out to actually be about, right. you know? Right. Um, and I love that. I love when yeah, shit does that. Totally. Um, yeah. And and it's amazing that you can spoil it and yeah. still make it dope. <laughs> I know. I can't believe that. I, when I, I, I'm watching a movie called Atlanta Stick. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> like, the movie's about a guy breaking out of prison. And you're like, oh, my God. Is he going to do that? Yeah. Like, yes. Yes. That's the yes. title of the movie, man. Yeah. Um, so, but it's like... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what that is. Magic. You forget. Yeah. You're so wrapped up in the story that you that you kind of <laughs> that you forget. Yeah. I feel like I feel like one of the things it's a you know and, and breaking. That's why these things are broken down in film school so much because understanding yeah, right. like and I think specifically in this you can owe. I mean, a lot of it can be with the writing and thinking about the facing, but it's of course it's also the vibe and the performance of Absolutely, like yeah, of the right. room, like the like the scene where right after they uh, kill Mr. Diedrichson and they're in the car and they're yeah. and they're starting that car and it's not starting. Oh, I was yeah. reading a Wiki, a Wikipedia page where they were describing how uh, Billy Wider was keep saying to hold that longer, you know, make it longer yeah, and yeah. more exaggerated well, and sweat it out more and more. fascinating too is like you see these kind of these long takes and some of the shock selection that Billy Wilder had. One of my favorite shocks in this movie is like when they're killing him, it just pans to uh, Phyllis. Just, That's really famous, right? What yeah. a genius, what a brilliant fucking, because you can't, like, if this was made today, you got to talk out of the different way. Because you, yeah. see, you know what I mean? And the, but that's a true genius filmmaker. Because like it's like, what a great idea to do that, right? It's like yeah. such a more haunting uh, shot than to see it. You know, to actually right. see, you know, like, him dying. Like, the, seeing his last breath, you know, it's, it's actually more haunting just to see her, the smile on her face, you know. Right, and it, and it, and it adds, for for that film spe- spe- specifically, it really kind of locks in to, like, the themes of her right, right. being, like, this femme fatale character. Not right. only is it such a creative choice, just sort of out of context, the way it fits yeah. in and then affects that meaning of it, because in that scene, you realize it's like, holy shit, this woman got this man to kill a dude that he <laughs> yeah. has no attached, like no right. experience yeah, with man. whatsoever. Just because she's fucking foxy. Because she got that fucking booty. Yeah, he, he leaped on that shit, you know? And also the way that they, uh, it's so funny too, because you do feel the sexual tension it's like in their performances. and Like it's very like, it is believable. Like, yeah, he's just... He's just hypnotized by the pussy, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's true. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> the weirdest I, thing I've ever said. Uh, I feel like that um, that made me think of a comparison to when you were talking about like connecting histories, right? A film history yeah, right, right. from the past. Yeah. I made the connection to Cronenberg because of that, because yes. of the psychosexual oh, yeah, sure. elements sure, in that, yeah. which right. like something in uh, 
uh, fucking what was that movie that we Dead Ringers? You know, yeah. there's so much of that like psychology and sexuality and creepiness all merged yeah. together. And yeah. honestly, that kind of maybe can be located as starting in film noir type of shit totally. you know because it's like oh the, absolutely yeah it's yeah. the disturbing psychology where like love and lust and sex right. and all that get mixed up violence. with crime yeah. and deceit yeah. and, and right. violence yeah well, um, funny, it's like, funny, it's like, i just rewatch i'm gonna do the films with brian gapala mm-hmm. i watched uh, a film called body double that came out in the 80s yeah it is one of those fascinating films I've seen in a while. Like, it's yeah. so perverted. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, it's like a Hitchcock movie if he was, like, super fucking horny. It's like Sick. This, <laughs> it is a great movie. It's problematic, for sure, but it's yeah. really interesting. Because um, I don't want to get into the body but it's interesting because, like, that movie also deals with, like, this sex and this violence and this, like, marriage of those two and like the kind of the correlation between hedonism you know like this you know and yeah you're right it totally probably evolved from the wars you know and um really interesting to see even like in this where it's so subtle you know because they can't be like you know they can't be explicit about it it's still it is weird that they just like make out yeah like when they first meet they're like they just like kiss yeah. Like, all right. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Like, if, it, if this was made today, like, they would go into a fucking, they'd fuck like bunny rabbits on the fucking, right. on, the, on the couch. That's what they would do. You know, so that part's a little unbelievable. <laughs> like, but even, the, even, even now, still honestly. In the world, you know? Like, but, but, but what, what you just made me realize is that since we have that modern context now, when yeah. I was watching that film, I was kind of realizing it's like, oh shit, the reality of this is that that shit is happening you know in this world yes right you know right, it's right, not right, happening right. on screen but right, then i can right, imagine right, that right, it's just right, like right, all right. of the heinous sexual right. shit that they're doing right because you know right. uh because <laughs> yeah. like i have experience with it's it now laid well i think it's part of their performances it's part of this like uh very like you know there's a you know a slow removing of her you know her coat, you know, like this, like very subtle stuff that like leaves an audience member to be like, ooh, there's some sexual tension in the air, but without yeah, it's good. explicitly doing it because you can tell, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, really and, smart. And, and, that's, and that's also why it was, uh, I feel like, so genius to, because a lot, a lot of this film has like the classic visual noir shit that sort of emerged from that and a yeah. lot of people argue that this cinematographer and billy wilder wilder like invented that shit wow. for this film yeah. i don't know the the specifics on that so right. i can't i can't vouch for it 100 percent. but like that's what was that's so what's so great about How like the venetian blind the obscured yeah. Yeah, by man. darkness yeah. heavy shadows and stuff and like that works, man. like you think about it's still really effective in the movie like you think like because the style from talking and talking and talking and talking, and, you know, think it's like stale, but it's like it still really works in this movie. Like it's still very, you know, it's not as like aggressive shadows. <laughs> it's like some noir cinematography. Yeah, that, you know, it's, it's like you know, it's the seeds of it, right? And then it evolves into like fucking just like you know, crazy stuff. Yeah, you know? like yeah. in the late forties and the fifties, and then it evolves to Chinatown. You know, right like where it gets shit, where it gets gets really wild. Right. But right. but yeah, I I love how this film, um, 
I mean, it's it's so uh, powerfully expressive in terms of like the the emotions going on under that, and yeah. on top of sort of having that really snappy dialogue that you would just expect. Oh, like, so good, man! Uh, I love I love listening. Like I had to. The way they talk um, to it's just like oh, so great. So uh, they called a hot potato. This movie. <laughs> No, I, I love that, and it's funny how like it's it's kind of goofy sometimes, oh, but so it, like goofy, yeah. it never it never takes me out of like no, the, world, the world, you know. Like, this is the 1940s, man. This is the way it talks. And I, and, talk. I, and I think that the film is just so uh, it's so f- effective now still because it still has that primal thing, which I think is just what's great about all movies. It's about like humans getting into trouble with each other, getting <laughs> yeah, into these yeah, situations. Yeah. How do we work out of this? Yeah. Like this working on their own survival when you're pushed to the brink what do you do you know and then this person who you think is just like this normal joe does some crazy fucking shit you know and that's how humans are you hear all these criminals (laughs) you know these normal people like this is based off of a true story you know this is based off of a real thing like 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 the the the, the book that this was based off of yeah yeah, it's based off of a book and the guy who wrote the book it was based off of this famous trial which is honestly I recommend reading the the Wikipedia production thing yeah. on this because it's a fucking crazy yeah. story. It's it's a high high scale drama in itself just to read through what it's like. All um, these but this old is, movies are insane. The history yeah. of these old, it's wild. But this is based off of a case where a woman did this shit for double indemnity that right. she convinced a boyfriend to kill her husband, <laughs> and then yeah. she got sent to the electric chair, and they actually took a picture of her in the electric chair, and it got widely publicized in 1920. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's crazy. A, a woman dying, you know, put to the electric chair to die, uh, was publicized so that's like the seed for this story like a real life yeah. crazy heinous thing that a normal right. you know civilian did right. uh and turned into this massive you know criminal yeah. act at criminal yeah. epic you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, totally. so yeah, that's I, cool. I love i love that feels like there's yeah. something really human imbued yeah in, right in that. You know, yeah there's space you know it's based on a real interaction you know and like you know that's why we still get movies that are either like fake Based on true story movies, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just like almost like knowing that subconsciously it makes some movies more believable, or it makes, um, yeah, there is this like connection that you have, with, like based on true story movies, you know, yeah. And I think you're right, there is like this almost like subconscious level where you're like, oh my god, like, this is this, like can happen, you know, there's a believability there and you know some lazy laziness is like to fake if a movie's based on true story you know yeah yeah exaggerate it in a way but yeah and i mean i love i love i love all kinds of wacky shit but i do really love it when a when a writer or creator takes the perspective of like what if that's what that's why i like cronenberg stuff so much because it's like what if this thing that will definitely never (laughs) actually happen but what if it did happen what would real humans do how would they actually react to this thing that would never happen so um and that's like a cool i mean that's a cool takeaway of what they were kind of writing in this because what they were writing in this is like here's a believable situation yeah let's write real people dealing with this shit you know right. um because also the film it's not like this film's a transcription of reality too yeah, they changed it from the book the the author right. it's a it's fiction it's a work movie, of fiction yeah. right, it's right. a work of fiction and they but changed some it. kind of kernel of truth you know yeah which is interesting because we can relate like on a human level we can yeah, like right. we can empathize with like being like if i was a human like that you know yeah. if i was in that situation 
I can empathize with how that people's acting and how they're feeling and what they're doing. Um, but I, I'm fortunate enough where I don't have to fuck the rich man's wife to figure it out and and die, and die because of it. You know, I can just watch Double Indemnity instead. <laughs> I might be motivated. I might be inspired to after it, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I, got, I got some notes. Yeah, let me hear him. So these guys just wrote them just like funny shit. Like yeah. funny shit. There's a scene... Where Neff, I think it's in the beginning of the film, he's drinking a beer in his car. Oh, yeah, that was striking. No, dude, there's this hilarious montage where I think he had just met Phyllis and he was like dealing with like, and he goes, it's like this monologue, he's like, I went and drank a beer in my car and then went bowling and I think he called it like <laughs> I hit a few lines yeah that's what he said yeah, I'm I like remember. that is the greatest thing I've ever seen like, like yeah. I'm gonna just when I go bowling I'm, like, I'm gonna go hit a few lines I'm gonna yeah, fucking you know fucking just bowl just get drunk and fucking bowl that yeah. made me laugh um that, and it's like, like are, are you his, still that was like his day off yeah, it's like, our, was that, but like, it's funny because he was just doing his job. It's just like, is this, are you still on the clock? Is this just part of your yeah, job? Yeah, yeah. Are you off now? Yeah. But that yeah. beer scene was really weird because it was like an Arby's thing where he had like a tray on his car and he was just so like funny. sipping it. Yeah, it's I like, know. what is happening here? Yeah. This is like a weird mystical technology. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. And then I also wrote that um, Lola, who's a really interesting character, and I mm-hmm. love that she, he, again, this guy, yeah, he's, just, he's, a, he's a piece of work. Oh, he yeah. basically, like, starts to get, like, information, I guess. Like, he starts, like, dating <laughs> Lola. Like, he starts, like, going on dates, you know? Yeah. And, like, super weird, you know, subplot. And she's a funny character. But there's a point where, like, when they sign his life, his insurance. Um, uh, Mr. Diedrichson, when he Diedrich, signs that paper. Diedrichson. Yeah. Yeah, he, writes, he goes to his car, and Lois is, like, in his car. Yeah. That made yeah, me laugh right. really hard. Because I'm like, did he, like, lock his car? Like, she's just, just like, hey, can you, like, give me a ride? <laughs> can you, you go to your car? And this is, like, I'm in your car. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. can you give me a ride? I just like, <laughs> he was just like, all right, yeah, sure. Yeah, like, that seems it's fine. Just so, like, nonchalant. Like, that would not happen in the, <laughs> like, now. Like, yeah, that's a. Out of my car. Yeah, that reads completely differently now. Completely yeah. differently. But it's Very kind funny. of like, in that, in that moment, which I'm not sure if this was the intended effect or not, it kind of had this, like, this weird. Sh- element to it you know yeah, it's just like right. we're just like okay so i guess weird shit can just happen in this film now too <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like that's kind of interesting i also wrote down uh the tagline of this movie should be um horny psychos because they are just <laughs> horny psychos <laughs> yeah basically i mean the dude is uh well she is, is too yeah uh but uh, she's more she's more of like a I mean femme fatale manipulator yeah. who the, the, yeah, always is having sex. Like, that I didn't love fatales. you. I didn't love you, and I didn't love him. I don't love anybody. Yeah, and she literally says that at the end after yeah. he tries to shoot her. Shoot her. <laughs> and then he's like, "Sorry, baby." Then he, <laughs> bang, bang. He says, yeah, and she turns crazy. 
um, because I wrote like a couple of good lines that I thought were great. Mm-hmm. Um, one uh, actor, um, you know, actor whose boss starts to like investigate, and he's getting a little nervous. So. I love that character, by the way. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's great. He's a fantastic yeah, character. That yeah, performance awesome. was badass. Yeah, he's awesome. And uh, he's uh, actually, um, so, you know, one of these times he goes like. Ooh. I, it was a, he talks about it was hilarious and he goes, I was, I was walking like a dead man. Like there, oh, he's yeah. like, I don't, I, I don't hear after, no, it's like after he committed the crime, he's like, I didn't hear footsteps. I was walking like a dead man. Which was great. Yeah. Uh, it was like this great line. It was like this, you know, he's like in this haze. Like he doesn't even hear his own footsteps. Like he's in this, you know, he's walking like a dead man. Which I, I, that I, was a great line. I, that was that was that's honestly one of my favorite moments from that. Which just just to delve into also, that deeper for a second, you know, of course, yeah, you know, it's like kind of the foreshadowing moment. Also, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know what happens at the end, but it seems like that he's on his last um, breath. Yeah, 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 for sure. And that that scene's so cool too because uh, Keys, his his mentor and boss at the insurance company, yeah. um, is, is <laughs> insurance. Which is a funny thing about this movie, because usually it's a detective that's right, right, the person right. who's in a film yeah. like this, but he's an yeah, insurance yeah. agent. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But he's so cool still. The sexiest um, of jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Keyes' character has this uh, has this stick where whenever an insurance claim is faulty or is a lie, he gets a little man, makes it so he can't eat, you know, and he, he gets right. concrete in his yeah. chest. So that moment was oh, like... Yeah, at, after he did it perfectly, after Neff did it perfectly, and he's walking out, and nothing should be wrong, everything's perfectly, he had the feeling that everything would go wrong. Like the yeah, intuition, right. just like his boss. Yeah, um, right. And he had that feeling of doom. Um, and I think they actually did <laughs> cut out the, the footsteps out of the sound design, which yeah, I don't right. know if they... It's kind of, you know, fully... Yeah. The sound design was not as complicated in 1944, yeah, so it's possible that they wouldn't have been in there in the first place. But you yeah. notice it. It's like you can't yeah. hear his footsteps, just like he said. <laughs> but, oh, but I, I love that moment. That's that's That that might yeah. be one of my favorite moments in the whole movie. Awesome. And then at one point, he, they, they say, uh, Phyllis and Walker have a moment where Walker goes, uh, we did it accidentally on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Accidentally, Accidentally on purpose. On purpose. Yeah. Which there's a lot of like those. Um. Yeah. The script is so creative in that because the language yeah. is so inventive yeah, and twisty, amazing. turny. Beautiful. Yeah. And like the, I love. You know, that's the. So the thing about the relationship that I think does really work is like yeah. their flirtiness in terms of wordplay in the right. beginning. That right. shit is right. dope because they're like yeah. so snap. You know, and that's what's yeah. great about His Girl Friday and those comedies too. Yeah. Well, they first meet. It's so great. The banter is yeah. awesome. Yeah. He's like. What does he say? He's like, uh, they have like this little banter about like, um, getting his car for him or something like that. Or, yeah, like, it's really great. Very funny. Yeah, in this movie, in this movie, they have like the suppose I scene. Suppose I do this. Suppose I do this. Oh, right, and, right, right, right. Which yeah. I I love that sequence right there. Which that's you know that's before this film gets more nefarious and evil yeah, right. and it just turns into like. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> suppose I fuck you right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I love I love that about like the 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 inventive twisty uh, yeah. dialogue that happens. Yeah, it's so film. great. And, you so know, like later noirs, like it's kind of getting jazz to watch like other kind of like 
the wires like post this and stuff because like I know like in a lonely place like with like Humphrey Bogart and, and like stuff like that like I know those were supposed to be really awesome yeah the um, other the other the other film that I remember really liking that I want to watch again is The Big Sleep which is a Humphrey yeah, Bogart yeah, film yeah, 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 and that's that. and Raymond Chandler wrote that who also co-wrote this film with gotcha. Billy Wider okay. yeah um, right. and the Maltese Falcon is another one yeah, I saw yeah, yeah, and I yeah. remember really liking another one with yeah, our boy Bogart yeah i don't know why i saw i think it was just for film classes yeah. i just went and saw them yeah, um, those are two classic classic films yeah Humphrey Bogart, man. Woo! what a man Snoke what a weird him. weird looking <laughs> man but he's what a man <laughs> oh good i'll fuck him <laughs> <laughs> you and a lot of other people uh, apparently, yeah. he I was don't know a, if people think he looks, if, if he's a looser guy, I don't think he looks attractive. I don't think, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I guess he the, was all the attractive loosers are like they look like me, they're like skinny as fuck, and mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> nipples, nipples pointed out of their shirts, erect, so yeah, yeah, yeah. We want the we want the dune boy, we want bring yeah, us, we want uh, uh, seven give us, give us him. Give us him exotic. I skin. love you, bones and all. But, uh, yeah, man, it's a dope movie. Cool movie, cool noir films, fun to talk about it. And, yeah. Um, it's I'm just, glad uh, you got me jazzed about, you know, because, like, I have so many old films that I want to watch, and, like, I don't know, I'm always hesitant. Cause I'm like, man, I hope it's not I know, boring. dude. Me too. But again, but you know, I added it for a reason, you know, maybe like some recommendation, you know, some, you know. Um, so it kinda got me jazzed to to kinda go and like we kept we kept kind of saying this, but it is fun to watch like these old cause it's like a period into another world. I mean like talking yeah, about so real talking about real escapism. <laughs> you know, because you're watching something so not only is the language different, you know, but the but just like the word, like just like even if it's set and like, you know, there's nothing surreal about this movie. It's just like it's so different. Like he's using, he's not as like you were saying, he's not as well be using sci-fi technology. You know, right? <laughs> you know? So and like, like the way, and like I think about that with fun. like with the obsession with like hats and suits and the way like the etiquette right. around that. Like yeah. I'm watching that like oh, yeah. you know a, wear a hat. like yeah. a space like a spacesuit man, like what you do with like yeah. with like your appropriateness right. for how to deal with living in space. It kind of feels like that. It's like You uh, never buy a hat in California. You don't need to wear a hat in California. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But dude that yeah, I felt the same way about it honestly too, because like I know I love like these old films, but this was a great yeah. reminder where it's just like, oh I actually do really love this shit. Because you yeah. know it starts up, it's like it's four by three it's small it's <laughs> black, black and, and white, white. Oh, the color. <laughs> i know so i definitely i definitely got pretty excited about it too um totally. which you know it just it just comes down to like watch the all of the good stuff and then if it's boring if it's a boring yeah. old movie just boring turn it off it's boring it's boring turn it off done uh, but yeah, Stop. <laughs> I love this too. Well, are we ready to spin yeah. for the next one? I am. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um. All right. So it's my turn up. Uh, getting it prepped. Getting it prepped. Opening the watch list. Here we go. Uh, sort by shuffle. Number one. Garfield. Oh. Oh shit. Garfield, the, the first... tale of two kitties. 
This is it is actually Garfield, the tale of two kitties. <laughs> it's not. Yes. <laughs> uh, the first one is Lone Wolf and Cub, Baby Cart, and The River Sticks. Um, do you know anything about? Uh, no, it's a live-action film based off of a comic, Lone Wolf oh, and well, Cub. Okay, yeah, so there are very it. Lone Wolf and Cub is a very famous um, samurai film trilogy. So oh, cool. Yeah. I might what, an older Lulu. Yeah, let's see what this one was released. This one was 1972, so oh, not wow, terribly okay, older, yeah. a little bit older, yeah. but um, that's pretty. Any actor in it? Or is uh, it no, cause you said it was a. Yeah, it's a it's a Japanese yeah. uh, Japanese film, so I don't I don't know any cool. of the cast. Um, yeah. Then we have Moontrap by Robert Dyke. Do you know no what that idea. is? No idea. What is this? Where, <laughs> how did I find this? 14,000 years it has waited for us. The space shuttle returns to Earth, but some of the equipment brought back on it begins to behave strangely. Science, that's probably what That's probably what, what got me. The, sounds the, like a the equipment, when equipment <laughs> brought back begins to hint, behave strangely, that, that sentence... Stuff like that usually gets me. Then the bird with the crystal plumage? What is this? Oh, yeah, oh it's a Dario a gentle film. And then yeah. Peter Jackson's King Kong, which I've seen, but I think it's on <laughs> nice, my watch list dude. because I, I wanted you to see it again. You know that movie's fucking long as fuck? Yeah, how long is it? It's like, I want to say, look, I think it's like three hours. It might be over three hours. All right, it's 187 minutes, so we got, a good, we got a good two Woo! in there at least. <laughs> that's, like fucking, that's like an hour, like three hours and ten minutes. Oh Holy fuck shit, it is! Dude. That's long. That's long. I have wanted to see that again. Have you um, had any thought to the fact that uh, in the past, like five months, there have been like three or four over three-hour long movies that have come out? Movies, yeah, know? that's pretty you crazy. Know? That's pretty crazy. What the fuck! Movies get longer and longer <laughs> and longer. <laughs> and then, did you read Mark Scorsese's? New movie that Killers of the Flower Moon that comes out this year, three hours and twenty five minutes. Damn, what what are we gonna? Where uh, eventually it's just gonna be like a twenty four hour movie. You know, it's just gonna have like a. Uh, it's, well, it's weird, right? Because we're regarding back to like old. That's what old, like old big blockbusters like Ben Hur and Spartacus. Yeah, true. Gone with the Wind. Those are long as fuck. Yeah, long as fuck. So it's interesting. Like we're kind of going back to like big event movies we, we want them to be longer yeah or something you know it's really interesting so th- i feel like that cycle will happen and then uh and then we're gonna get like a bunch of these really snappy like hour-long movies and then we're gonna go like super hour short long, for yeah. a movie yeah, for a while yeah, yeah, yeah. but we're definitely short in the films. age of like of like four hour three to four hour movies well it's weird because you get both right it's like it's only like these big like marvel movies want people want marvel movies to be fucking long and and alex are you know yeah yeah, yeah. Being three hours long, and those are afraid being three hours is insane. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but like cause that's just like indulgence. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's interesting. So Babylon, Babylon's like three hours and fifteen minutes or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's a long yeah. ass, long ass anyway. fucking movie. Um, I think I have made my decision. I think okay, I want to watch Lone Wolf and Cub, but I don't think right, I want to cool. watch this one specifically. I want to watch the there's seven films of Lone Wolf and Cub, Whoa. so I want to watch the first one that was made. Okay, <laughs> which okay. I'll let okay. you know which one that is once I figure that out. <laughs> okay. But we're watching the first Sounds full good. Lone Wolf and Cub movie. I wanted cool. to watch it for a while. Um, cool. that's what we're doing. Samurai movie. All right. Sounds good. Oh, that, I mean, fuck yeah. Yeah. Samurai movies are elite. Samurai movie. Uh, they're awesome. All right. I'll uh, talk to you later. I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Okay, bye. Toodaloo.